Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mom's tea. I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. You and I have the ability and the dignity and the right to make our own decisions and determine our own destiny. No fear. No political correctness. Exposing the tyranny of the minority. You're listening to Underground USA with your hosts, Frank Salvato and Andy Limbaugh. Rendezvous with Destiny. Welcome back to UndergroundUSA.com. My name is Frank Salvato. I'm here with my partner, Andy Limbaugh, facing the last few hours before Christmas 2020. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, Frank. It is the Christmas season once again, and I can't believe it got here this fast. Holy cow. Uh, you know, and... It got here this fast, and you and you just you still can't do anything if you're listening to the evil elf Fauci, oh. or or his little or his little I want to be a dentist sidekick Miss Bricks or whatever her name is. They're they're all going to be relegated next year to the to the uh, island of misfit toys for sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and that's every time I see this guy, this this Fauci guy. First, I see elf. <laughs> and, and and then I see evil elf, and then I just hear I want to be a dentist. That's all I hear when I hear him. <laughs> um, you know, the big, the big thing that's been bugging me, well, not bugging me, but as I'm coming towards Christmas, you know, my, my mom, a God-fearing Christian Catholic woman, this, this is one of her high holidays. She likes to see things with the glass three-quarters full, and she looks to the future, and she trusts in, in her faith and stuff, so she's happy. She, well, we're gonna she, top that glass off for her. <laughs> you know, she's she's happy, and and all I can think of is is I'm seeing people really, really try to get into the Christmas spirit with all of the bullshit that has to come down the pipe at everybody. Is how the hell did the country get so divided? You know, I I look at that at what we want, what people want. You know, and and the the goals are the same. We want to have a 
a, a good life, a, a nice sh- a shelter that we can call home. We want to have the freedom to be able to per- to pursue what we what we enjoy, and a, a good, a decent income, so we can provide. Um, you know, uh, we want to leave the place better than than the way we found it. Uh, we want the freedom to be able to pursue those things. Those are common goals across the board, whether you're far left, far right, middle, doesn't matter. These are things that we all understand and all strive for. So how the hell did we get so divided to the point where whole swaths of people can hate other whole swaths of people without even knowing really deep down what the other swath of people feels or, or, or knows or believes inside? Well, I, I'll tell you how to answer that quickly is by their actions. They, they can talk, they can talk, they can talk, they can talk, but it boils down to what are their actions. And their actions speak volumes. They, they patronize us. Those on the left, they patronize us. They lecture us. You know, they, they, they mask shame us. They, <laughs> they do everything that they would absolutely hate, but they feel empowered to do it because they think they're better than us. And I, I have no idea where they got that from. Well, I have I have a theory on that. I think two generations of being told that everything you do is fantastic and nothing you do is wrong, and you get a trophy for for taking a bowel movement because it's a <laughs> it's a part a participation sport now. And, 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 and whenever you, it's a tag whenever, team sport I yeah, in some circles, yes, especially if you're in San Francisco, yeah. um, you, you know, if, if you do something wrong, instead of being called on the carpet for, you know, you shouldn't have done that. You, you need to be punished. You need to understand and learn from your mistakes. They say, well, you're not really to blame because you're a victim. You know, there, there's, it, it's, there was a, a Simpsons episode where he just kept marching, Bart kept marching around the house screaming, I am so great, I am so great. I think this whole, this whole self-important faction in our society, in our society has been robbed of learning from failure. And, and because of that, they do believe that they're superior to everybody else. Yeah, well, I... Shoot, I remember going through pledge class uh, when I was a freshman in college, and I walked around saying, I am so great, I am so great. And my pledge brothers douched my bed. They, they did everything. <laughs> I mean, they just made my life miserable. And I learned quick that, you know. Yeah, you, you <laughs> learn quick not to be an asshole. That's right. You know, you know I, I, I also think that there's, there's a faction out there that likes to look at the rank and file, because not everybody out there, is stays completely up to speed with what's going on in the circles of power. They want to go to work. They want to do their job. They want to come home. They want to enjoy their families. They want to play with their kids. They, they want to tune out. We, we live in a society where it's almost mandated. You have a two person income if you have a family. So there isn't anybody looking over the shoulder of the children to make sure what they're consuming is a poison. But people I think just want to, well, people just want to be left alone and quit being lectured to about how best that they need to run their lives. Oh, I, I, who, who anointed these people that lecture us on a daily basis? Who anointed them king and said, you do it this way or that's the wrong way if you, if you don't do it that way? These, these are the people 
the, the same people, and I like to color this picture. These are the same people who were the busybodies in high school who had to tell everybody what to wear on Friday. Oh, Jesus. You know, and if you don't wear that, you can't go to the party. And uh, who said that you could go to the party because you're friends with so-and-so and we can't have that? An early version of the divide, and, and this is where I was going. You, you've got this disingenuous group of I-want-to-be-in-power cretins out there. Who, who? These are the same kind of dirtbags who believe that elected office is a lifelong thing. Instead of let's go do our duty and go back home and be productive in society, they they stay in they stay in power for thirty thirty five years, going in on a on a six figure salary and come out multimillionaires. Gee, I wonder how that happened. But these are the people who underst- who understand the, the the Fabian socialist little tactic of if we can. If we can get divide people up into different categories and pit those categories against one another, we can control them. Well, too, it's it's a lot of these people that just they they've nobody's ever paid attention to them or whatever, and they feel this inferiority complex, and so they join some kind of a movement where they're they're made to feel important, and so all of a sudden they're drinking the Kool Aid, and now they think they're important, and so they think that gives them the the uh, the green light to go tell you and me, uh, you know, it's this way or the highway there, Hoss. Well, look, Whistlebridges, as I said a minute ago, I don't know who anointed you king, but it doesn't work that way here. So if you need to have a little talk about it, let's get mano a mano here instead of hiding behind some stupid little, you know, social platform or wherever where you can, you know, hide behind this, hide behind that, spout off whatever you want to. Now you're getting me riled, Frank. Thank you. And, 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 <laughs> hey, Merry Christmas. Yeah, um, maybe. You know, and that's another thing when you talk about, you know, how who anointed you king. Um, the advent of social media where someone can just get in your face and then just block you. This 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 hit and run type of crap. You know, or or I'm going to report you so you get you get silenced. That that stuff has empowered people who haven't thought things through 100 percent as well. And, and yep. when you when you have the the owners and the proprietors of these big tech behemoth social media things starting to pick sides on that, that that's even more dangerous. Yes, we're we're gonna we we like what he has to say. We don't like what you have to say. So we're gonna empower him. Well, that just gins up the causticity of of what this guy's been doing. It doesn't help the conversation. It doesn't promote dialogue it doesn't promote tolerance it promotes intolerance and quite frankly it it really when you give someone the green light to say i'm right and you're wrong no matter what the consequences it opens the door for groups like antifa it opens the door for groups that will say and if you don't agree with us we're gonna burn your house down and then that opens the door for the largest amount Uh, or highest volume, largest volume of gun sales in American history Mm -hmm. in about the last six months. So better be careful for what you ask for. Yeah, it's not the Antifa people and the people on the far left buying the guns and the ammunition either. Nope. You know, so when these guys go marching down the street lobbing a Molotov cocktail at somebody's front door, it's going to end up like that couple in St. Louis, who I I believe had every right to. To do what they did, and I hope, 
I hope of hopes before this whole thing is over, Donald Trump just kind of shoots them a pardon. Well, there's no actually there is no pardon to be bestowed upon them because they have they they have pardon. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. Uh, But also um, uh, being here in the St. Louis metro area, uh, the uh, a court has uh, disallowed the city attorney didn't, to, didn't the city attorney weren't there wasn't wasn't she or he trying to raise money off of this for political purposes well she did and and the judge threw it out uh, threw the case out and said that uh, the the uh, city attorney can no longer be a part of any cases that uh, that her department filed against them good Good. Yeah. Is it, At least is there it, was some common sense that prevailed. I'd, I'd, I'd kind of like to see her frog marched out of her office in orange and ankle bracelets, but that's just me. Well, and that's a middle finger to Soros too, because he funded her campaigns. But they got their, you know, they they got their return on investment on the whole thing. Or as uh, they they did the damage that they set out to do. As as Glenn Beck calls him, spooky dude. I think he, if you if you squash him down a little bit more, he looks more like Jabba the Hutt. I don't know what he looks like. You know, and and the sad thing is, and I know people are going to go, there's going to be a big gasp. You can't even cap this son of a bitch because his son is even worse than he is. Well, they're just evil people. I mean, they they feed off of everything that they disavow here. So he made all of his money basically through capitalism. Yeah. And then he's taking all the money that he made and he's turning it against those where he made his money, who who are, are all about capitalism. And, and it's those kind of people that I just absolutely hate. I just I just despise them. Well, you, what can you what can you expect from somebody who sold out his neighbors to the Nazis? Well, it's, it's like the even the. Members of Congress and, and Senate, you know, they they get, they just get so money and power hungry, and they, you know, they all the pork, all the pork, you know, that that Trump will probably veto or hopefully pocket veto, which would be the best scenario, of of the new COVID stimulus bill, but they, they these elected officials just get so caught up in their in their a hunger for power and they they see themselves and i'm not talking about all of them but just so many of them see themselves sitting atop this pedestal and they know what's so much better for you and me and they just they they're just so caught up and they've drank the kool-aid and it, you know they were they it, were talking money about- money money doesn't matter to them as long as they get what they ask for. Yeah, they were talking about, um, and, and this has been an, an interesting uh, turn turn of terms that, that, that the left has done. They, they were always talking about Operation Warp Speed and how Donald Trump is doing this and Donald Trump's doing that. And, and I, I kind of cock my head like the dog here in the high-pitched whistle because Donald Trump really, besides helping these companies along with some funding 
hit the big thing that he did in order to bring about the development of these vaccines in a, in a timely manner was to get the government out of the way. He, yeah. he cut, he shut down regulations, gave them bypasses around the typical bureaucracy that, that allows things to happen. In, in many ways, his tax reforms that help small business did the same thing. Let's eliminate these regulations. Let's exempt these people over here. Let's get the government out of the way so that the American people can do what they do, which is to create and to fuel the capitalist machine. The more these people who believe that they know better for us, the people, the exact people you were talking about, the more they they create government interference, the worse the machine works. You know, if, if we can just get the government the hell out of the way, 99% of the time, you're going to see society hum along pretty well. It's when these people try to socially engineer and, and then manhandle business and manhandle a private sector that everything goes to shit. Yeah. Well, uh, real quick, I need to go back to what I just said a moment ago as uh, basically the, the, the elected officials, money doesn't mean anything unless they get what they want. That was probably the most unprofound statement in the history of the world. <laughs> and I'm sure that our listeners are doing a Scooby-Doo moment going, uh -huh. so um, <clears throat> I will say, if I may quickly, that these elected officials ask and ask and ask and ask and ask for all this money, and they don't care where it comes from or how they get it. They just want it. Yeah. And, and that's the scary part because it, it doesn't matter where it comes from. Well, they look just at, want it. Look at where a lot of it did come from. When you're looking at, at stuff that they do that's maybe not overt and on the floors of the House and the Senate, you see a lot of Chinese money coming in. Ooh, you did I just of, tee that one up for you? Yes, you. you did. Ooh, and you just yeah. hit it long right down the middle. You know, you see a lot of Chinese, a lot of Russian, a lot of Ukrainian, a lot of third world dictator sort of things coming coming into this. I'm seeing one girl I believe, that ran for uh, uh, the U.S. House out of Iowa now that's yeah. asking the house to overturn everything but they find you find out that she's been on the payroll for a for a communist chinese entity for the the, the last four years so you know well, that's if, in her favor now yeah now yeah hell she'll probably get a plum spot on a committee how about foreign not, relations you know not mao now <laughs> not mao not mao um you know this is we've gotten so far away from from going to elected office being a public service type of thing, that that idea necessarily doesn't exist anymore. But for a very, very few people, it, it's not about public service anymore. It's about power, the acquisition of wealth, and the acquisition of influence. And once they get above that line that moves them into the lower tier of the global elite, they forget about sovereignty altogether. Well, that's the globalism. You know, they get caught up in that because that's the deep state. The deep state is globalism. And they get literally by virtue of just being in D.C. and being an elected official. Uh, it's, it's, you know, for the last 70, 80 years, 90 years, golly, almost now, um, 
it, it's the globalists have literally just infiltrated and they've been slowly taking over, slowly taking over, and therefore the swamp. No, dude, you got the swamp, and boy, if if things go south in Georgia, and Ooh. and and we don't see a a a hail mary moment take place in on January sixth in the electoral college, and we hit that great reset that the World Economic Forum wants, the, the country, and and I know. You know, people can't wrap their minds around this, but they need to start. The country is going to fail. It's going to cease to exist the way that we know it. When you when you give the government control over digital currency, and and I brought this up last week, I'm going to bring it up again. If if they decide that in order for you to be a member in good standing of the American society, that you have to get vaccinated for covid and you don't do it if we have digital currency they can punish you by shutting your money off <laughs> yeah I, I i'm not laughing I'm, I, it's like unbelievable yeah they can shut your money off if you if you miss a payment on this they could shut your money off they just well, they're take already it. Sh- they're already shutting our our freedom of speech off yeah and, and, so and the, next in line is is money there's money. They've, they 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 want your health. If you can control someone's health, their money and their speech, you own oh. them. Hello, Obamacare. Yeah, and Obama now you and if you look at this and don't take my word for it, go to the World Health or the uh, World Economic Forum site and read up on the Great Reset. They're very overt about it. They, they they're very forward about exactly what they want. By 2035, they don't want people to have private property. They, don't. They, want, they want people to rent stuff. You'll be happier, they tell you. The little film goes, and you'll be happier. Yeah. No, I like my stuff. Well, that's the hell of the communist propaganda. Well, you know, yeah. we're here. You can have this. You'll have this. You'll have this, and you'll have this. And everybody's going, yay, yippee, yippee, until, you know. They used uh, to say, what was, but what you was didn't it? read the fine print. <laughs> who's, the, who's the president that said a chicken in every pot? Uh, coming uh, out of the great, yeah. coming out of the Great Depression. Well, if if we go with the Great Reset, we're going to have a schnauzer on every skewer because we're going to be eating like the Chinese. This this whole idea of digital currency with government control and and government partnership in every single business and and no private property. This is this is Chinese capitalism. This is this is communist controlled capitalism, and it doesn't work. Because you lose freedom, you lose liberty, you lose opportunity to choose. You may own your business, but you will manufacture what the state tells you to do. And that's exactly what happened in Nazi Germany beforehand. You know, if you if you look at, uh, if you watch the movie Schindler's List, because that's the only way you get to see history. He didn't have the freedom to make what he wanted. The Nazis told him what he would build, what he would make. Yeah, well, uh, you know, if there is a bit of a silver lining with the Chinese, at least there's no gluten in rice. No. So, if you got a starch problem, you got a little bit of an issue. But yeah. there, there will be no, there will be no feral dog population to worry about. Yeah, exactly. We will uh, be right back. We're going to take a little bit of a break here, and Andy's going to tell you about Z Bones. I, I think you should check that out, even if it's uh, if it's after Christmas. Because Christmas is in a couple days, uh, it's a it's a decent gift to give someone for a birthday, uh, for a special occasion, or if you got a little cash 
before Christmas and you just want to be nice to somebody, uh, check it out. So we will be right back after this. You're listening to Underground USA at undergroundusa.com. I'm Frank Salvato. He's Andy Limbo back in a second. In search of that perfect gift-giving solution for the holidays, Z-Bones wireless Bluetooth headphones. Z-Bones allow you to talk on the phone, listen to your music, but still be aware of all the sounds around you. Z-Bones rest comfortably over your ears and the speakers rest gently atop the cheekbones. They won't fall off, they can't fall out, and they don't hurt. Learn more about this great gift-giving solution at lovezbones.com. Welcome back to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato, and this this giant ball of humanity over here is Andy Limbaugh. Andy, wow, I've never been called a giant ball of humanity. A giant I'm, ball of humanity. I'm 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 going to do my best to embrace that in the manner of its intention. It is, and I say that because before we came on air, we were talking about. Uh, Different brands of beer. It seems to be an ongoing topic. I don't know why. Probably <laughs> because we're from the Midwest, and that's just something that is important to a Midwesterner. Um, and and you told me that for a good solid year, your go-to beer was Schlitz. It was. Senior year in college. I drank, yeah. I drank only Schlitz because I wanted, to, I wanted to support the local distributor who was the non-Anheuser-Busch and Miller product distributor. I had Schlitz, and there used to be a little bar back in 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 the town next door to my hometown up north that you know about, um, Hinsdale, Illinois. I do. I do. Um, there was a little bar that was kitty corner from the high school. No, nobody ever ditched class to go over there, and <laughs> uh, and uh, they used to have uh, Schlitz over there. So every time I went to Bolomines, may it rest in peace. Um, there was always a Schlitz night. I'm not saying that the hangovers were any worse or any better. I'm just saying they were Schlitzed. So, isn't um, Bolognese like what happens when you get the frontal lobe taken out of your head? Uh, at about two o'clock in the morning when you were leaving Bolognese, I would probably say yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. know what though? I actually liked Schlitz. It, so it's there. not a it's not a bad beer. It's not like everybody makes fun of, you know, oh, yeah, you drank what? You drank Schlitz. Try it. Try it. If I did a blind taste test with Schlitz and a couple of the other things that people call beer around here, they, you know, they would go, what? That's that's a premium beer. It's Schlitz, my friend. Well, after about eight of those, too, when you say the word Schlitz, that's when you really need to wear a mask because you're just spraying all over somebody's face that you're talking to. People were doing wearing Schlitz masks long before COVID. <laughs> Long before COVID. Right. You know, um, yeah, looking looking at looking at the end of the you know Christmas is Friday, um, and, and we were talking about the divide, and, and I I brought it up in a monologue over on uh, on Right Minded over for the National File. I said, you know, if we can just, even if it's just for the holidays itself just for christmas eve christmas day maybe the day after christmas if we can tune out of the caustic dividers and the haters 
and and just focus a, just for a couple days on the fact that everybody wants the same goal. We all want to be free to pursue what we want to pursue. We want to be left alone. We want to be able to do what we want to do. If we're respectful of of other people's, you know, they, the old saying is, "You have a right to throw a punch, but that right ends at the tip of my nose." If we could, if we could keep that kind of an idea together and and look at all the things we have in common, I don't think we have that much of a divided society when you remove the dividers from everything. When you remove the haters and the dividers from the equation, we're just left with a whole group of people who may look a little different, who may have different economic backgrounds, who may have different uh, lineage backgrounds, who may have, uh, you know, a whole bunch of this giant pot of diversity but because we're all brought together under the same goals the same the same goal to be left alone to pursue happiness to be to be left alone to to have government get the hell out of our way so that we can actually do things that make our situation better for ourselves when we realize that we're all Americans and that it's the haters and the dividers that are stoking up this divide for their own personal benefit, whether it be political, ideological, or, or an activist type of thing, when we can sequester those assholes in a box, everybody gets along pretty well. And I used an analogy that said when, when we go to war, when we're on the battlefield, has the enemy ever looked across the battlefield and said, well, yeah, but he's black, so I'm not going to shoot him. And <clears throat> she's gay, so I'm not going to shoot her. And he comes from an impoverished class, so he gets to live. Or do they just shoot at us because we're all Americans? Well, so you're, you're planting the seed for my comments here. The left knows that identity politics work. And that's all this whole thing is really about. It's about them, the left, saying they, they put all of us in a cup, right? You're black, you're white, you're gay, you're straight, you're this or that or the other. Everybody to them belongs in a certain cup. No, we're all Americans, like you said. Mm-hmm. You remove that facade of the identity politics, and you're exactly right. Our human nature growing up in this wonderful country is we want to aspire to be the best that we can be. We want to be given the tools, not given, but we want to have the opportunity to access the tools with our own individuality and our own, our own creativity and give us those tools and then get the fricking hell out of our way and let mm-hmm. us, let us do what we know best as an individual to do. Provide yeah. the tools. That's, that's, that's the best thing that government can do. Just provide the tools for us. And you know, it was it from there, but hell no, they can't do that. Because it we takes look, the control out of their hands. We, we look at every major leap forward 
that we've had in in the American experience, whether it's the Industrial Revolution, whether it's uh, the creation of the light bulb, whether it's the creation of the cotton gin, whether it's coming all the way up to the creation of of the vaccines that everybody's applauding today that we don't know if people are going to grow a fourth leg out of the middle of their chest or not. Um, Ouch. It's when it's when the government gets out of the way that any kind of movement forward that actually happens when the government gets involved, there is usually no movement or the movement is very, very slow. And every government doesn't produce anything. No, they don't. They don't don't produce anything. Therefore, how can they generate an income? They can't. Well, it's who generates the income. It's us as an individual. We generate the income. We pay it to the government. They spend it on these whatevers, which is ideally it's supposed to protect us from our enemies. You know, and, 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 quite, and quite honestly, that's the only thing. The only thing that they're specifically charged with in the Constitution is to is is to raise raise an army and a navy, and yeah. to make sure that that our military can defend us against external problems. That is they've exactly taken, right. They've taken great liberties with the with the with the provide for the common stuff here, and and using bastardizing the commerce clause, and I mean the overreach is insane, uh, and and a nice little upheaval spearheaded by the states to claw back the state's sovereignty for each of their states would do a lot to neutering the federal government from what they want to be doing. But that's uh, that's a topic that we're going to discuss in depth going forward on on several occasions, because I believe that movement needs to be shepherded. We, we need to start asking our our state governments to claw back the power that they just rolled over and gave the federal government. Um but it bring, to bring back to your to the point that we've we've both arrived at, when you remove the caustic elements that try to jockey people for their own personal benefit, and we realize that we all we have this massive list of things in common. You you could sit down with somebody who voted for Obama, and if you take the R and the D away from that, and you talk about what's important to them as far as their lives are concerned. It's not equity in this and 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 these grand aspirations it's i want to be able to pay my bills i want to be, i want to be able to to you know put have a full refrigerator i want to send my kids to some decent schools i want to have a nice house and a good neighborhood and I'd, I'd like to be a little bit better off than i was when i started everybody's got those everybody's got those ideals and, and it doesn't matter what persuasion you are. It's it's when these people get in your ear saying, and the reason you don't have everything is because that white guy over there took it from you. And why do you think that people from all around the globe still are busting our doors down trying to get in to the United States? And there's it only- sure as shit ain't about identity politics excuse my language yeah no but no it's, no it's not it's and it's only about one thing it's about opportunity yep hello yep. And, and and these these ah oh, jesus these these people who think that they know better than we do they're they're just they need to be taken out and just be slapped and saying you know you you aren't any better than me. Matter of fact, you work for me. 
you know, there was a, there was a, a the, the, the original, not the original Twilight Zone with, uh, um, imagine if you will, not that dude, the movie, um, <laughs> Twilight Zone that, that, that came out first. Um, imagine that would if you be will. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. Imagine if you will, a world where Nancy Pelosi ran out of ice cream bars, you know, um, the one, the movie with Vic Morrow. There was a, there was a. Oh, uh, I remember that. Yeah. There was a, a segment where. He was yeah, he was. A, he, yeah. He was killed in the filming. L- literally, he was killed in the filming. Literally, yeah. yeah. He, he, a helicopter blade, like. Just took sliced, his head off. Yeah, cut it, cut his head off. Yeah. Um, in his segment, he was this this angry guy, who got passed over for a promotion at work, and he was racist, and he was homophobic and he was he was every kind of phobic that you could think of at this bar and he walks out of the bar after telling all of his friends to go f themselves and when he opens the door and walks out in the street he is in the middle of nazi germany 1942 wearing a yellow star Uh and from scene to scene as he's trying to run from the nazis he'll go through and he'll run through the woods and all of a sudden he's in the jungles of vietnam it's he he had to walk the moments of each of the people that he castigated back in the bar yeah as a as a way for him to have to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes before you decide to call them something tell them what they have to do instruct them about how they can be better etc 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 all these people who who believe that they know better for everybody else should have to go through an experience like that. I think you just you just hit on something. I think perhaps that that should be mandatory uh, watching for every new congressman and senator. See, I'd 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 rather take someone like AIC and say, okay, you won. You get to take. Uh, you get to take office in six months. You're you're the representative elect, and and your term starts. There's a six month delay in your term because we're going to drop you off in the in the homeless streets of San Francisco with no money, no ID, and you've got to make it for six months. Yeah, that'd be that'd be uh, interesting to see the outcome of that one. Because because I, I know. I like that. I, I know if Nancy Pelosi had to do it, even back when she was young and spry and grafting people in Baltimore, that she never could have done it because she's a child of privilege. You know, I bet AI can make a mean gin and tonic, though. Oh, hey, if not she that was there's a, anything wrong with bartending, because I did it for many years and I enjoyed I, it. I love bartenders. I, I do. Bartenders, bartenders, bar waitresses. People who work in the restaurant industry, I love them. They're the salt of the earth. They do work their asses off, and, right. and, and they do it for a lot less than what you think. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I just, if she went back into bartending, I'd be the first person there ordering a double just to make sure that she had a job and wasn't on, wasn't on the public dole. That's right. Yeah. You know, but these people—that's why—that's why they think they that they know better than everybody else. They read a couple books and think they understand the entire course. Well, and and for however the hell it happened, they took an oath of office, and all of a sudden they find themselves in a position of power, and they're just mind numbed. And you do it our way, you do it our way, and everything will be okay. 
you know, if you put, they've studied this in children. If you just watch a kindergarten class for a little bit, and and the analogy is not uh, it was not meant to be lost on anybody either. If you watch, there are kids who will say, no, it's got to be this way, and if they don't, they throw a temper tantrum. Well, the far left in this country has never grown out of that kindergartner attitude. If it doesn't go my way, I'll burn it to the freaking ground. Well, that's not what our country is. Our framers and founders knew that. If you if you watch, there's a, a decent, a decent and pretty close to historically accurate uh, HBO special that was out a long time ago called John Adams. And if you watch the del- 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 deliberations, who's he? Yeah, who's he? Um, I'd, I'd say that he was the guy that defended the British at, uh, but they wouldn't get it. Um, <laughs> you know, if you watch the deliberations that that took place just to get to the Declaration of Independence, everything was about compromise. Everything was about compromise. Even when Jefferson and and Adams and and Franklin were in the committee trying to figure out what was to go into the Declaration of Independence, all three of them realized point blank that slavery had to come to an end. Yeah. That it was it was barbaric and it shouldn't have happened. And they realized that we would never be able to cobble together a nation if that was an absolute and we dug in our heels, that there had to be compromise to move it forward to a common goal. And just for the record, uh, anybody who listens to this, I know you already know this, but if in case someone stumbles across the show and, and they're listening and, and you know enjoying it, this is a fact. We are the first nation ever on the face of the planet that incrementally moved our governmental system to expunge slavery from our shores. There's still slavery today in China, in the Middle East, in South America. You've got human trafficking that are happening on, on levels that I can't, I can't fathom. Yeah. There, there's an organization called Underground Railroad. Look it up and take a look. You will be shocked at what's happening here, even in the United States. As far as human trafficking and 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 slavery, it's it's stunning. It's repulsive. It makes you sick to your stomach. But our country, in 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 our quest to become more perfect, no one's ever going to be perfect. It's never going to happen. But our quest to be more perfect, we said that can't stand anymore. And we went through the pains as a society that transitioned through that to the cost of almost 600,000 lives. So when I hear these reprobate assholes on the left talking about reparations, just say thank you and shut up. Because a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people died. A lot of people died making sure that that abomination was expunged from the United States. It started the civil rights movement all the way through to the 60s. And when I was growing up, and I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here and say the same thing was true for you, Andy. The, the teachings of Martin Luther King, they were prevalent in school. Darn right they were. Do not judge someone on their skin color. Don't look at their skin color. L- look at their character. Look at their deeds. Look at their compassion. Look at their, you, you know, explore their soul and their heart and where they are. Don't look at the. And we did. In the 60s, we, we came out of our we came out of schools 
doing that. We were, we were on our way to not seeing that. And then along came Barack Obama, who said, oh, no, 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 there's systemic racism. And if you don't believe it in your heart of hearts, then you're a racist and you don't even know you're a racist. The almighty healer. Jesus. You know, what a bunch of bullshit. And we get you, you and I, you and I are middle aged white guys. Therefore, we are inherently racist. Oh, we're, we're, and I'll tell you what, that we're bored with the original sin. That is the biggest insult that somebody could say to me and we get it day in day out a hundred thousand times a day by the left media the left political folks all those people because they just that's who they believe we are and they couldn't be the furthest from the truth well and and that's twofold there's two there's two major reasons for this because a they don't know me from adam they don't know you from Adam. They don't know 99.999% of the white males in this country from Adam. But they're willing to paint with a broad brush saying all white men are racist. Because yeah, of some asshole who decided to have a black liberation theology flash moment and come up with a, with a racial creed that is founded on nothing but racism itself. It's just being an opportunist. That's, that's the hypocrisy of the left. They're all opportunists. You know, I had I, I had friends during this during this this woke explosion that happened, which they got to go back to sleep. By the way, um, this this woke moment where it was like you you can't even know that you're racist because you can't be black. I'm like, well, then you can't know what it's like to be white and be called a racist. You know, I, I said, I, I don't see color. I was told that's not good enough. No kidding. No kidding. You know, Ward, there's, there's an old friend of mine and I brought this up on the other, on the other podcast too. And an old friend of mine, I, I didn't go golfing with him or anything, but we did professionally interact, uh, Ward Connerly, who was a, a regent out in the California coll uh, uh, collegiate system yep. who, who said point blank, if you want to erase race, erase race, <laughs> take it, take it off the applications, take it off all the forms, stop asking people what the color of their skin is. Just stop it. If you're not a medical professional looking at a, an issue that is endemic to, to a specific race, you shouldn't be asking about it, noting it, giving it privilege, giving it, giving it uh, sanction, harbor, or elevation. Get rid of it. Erase it. And then you look at these stupid leftist whack jobs who are professing that it is this certain group, it's, it's the the recipients, the first recipients of the COVID vaccine should be based on race. Of course. Are you freaking kidding me? Of course. And, and, I, why, and, and just let the old people <laughs> die because they're going to die anyway. I, well, hello, Obamacare again. Oh, that's, that was the opinion. If anybody wanted to see if it would work, this is what it would be. You talk about ethnic cleansing, and I'm, I'm, that's pretty strong. You talk about ethnic cleansing, it's Obamacare and the, the senior citizens shouldn't be allowed 
you know, okay, we're, we're going to make them feel as comfortable as possible, but you know, they're what? really no use to us after the age of X. Isn't it? It wasn't that Who Zika in the hell made you God Emmanuel. Yes. It was that Zika Emmanuel. Yep. It's like, yeah, you know, after 70 years old, you really don't have a purpose. We'll just give you some painkillers and let you ride it out. I mean, what is what does that say right there? It says it says that he's pretty much a life support system for a female reproductive organ. <laughs> and then he got beat up a lot in grade school because Can we play because hangman on that and put the letters you, in. You, it's four. It's four letters. <laughs> if, if you want to go crude or, or you or give me a V, Vanna, <laughs> you know, I, this, oh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. This I, is I, this, I, this is the we're, epitome we're laughing of, of about this, but it, it is so it is so I'd be hard pressed not to run uh, the guy over with a car. I, I and I back it up, too. You know, this is exactly what Andy and I are talking about. This is the epitome of somebody who's, I know better than what you know. And you know what? Your mom, you know, she might be a nice lady, but she's over 70. So she's not really serving a purpose anymore. She's not contributing to society and being productive. So why don't we just let her go? Yeah. Hey, Zeke, why don't you go fuck yourself? You know, if he's lucky, he'd go blind doing it. Well, I would love to put him in a box to have him bent in a way that he could keep trying it over and over. You know, these are these are the kind of little Mengele light people that that the progressive Marxist movement in this country they 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 revel in these people. And, and yeah, let's we, remember, we, and let's remember this, and and I like to point this out because it drives people on the left insane. Planned Parenthood's founder, Margaret Sanger, mm. was a was a eugenist, and she believed, and this is what she but she wrote this. So read, read her writings and just read it out of her own mouth. She didn't like black people. She didn't like people who were handicapped. She didn't like gay people. She thought they should all be extinguished, and that's why she came up with the idea of getting rid of them in the womb. Talk about it, ethnic cleansing. Yeah. So a, a woman's right to choose Planned Parenthood was started by somebody who says, if you are handicapped, if you're black, if you're, if you're gay, you really don't have a right to live. So, you know, every single time the Republicans in Congress uh, look the other way and fund Planned Parenthood guys get a sack. Well, it, no wonder it could, ne- it was never passed as a law. Yeah. It would never be passed as a law. Well, nope. we don't win the Senate, Georgia, but I mean, the Supreme Court had to come in and and in effect make it a law. Yeah, and and then it really wasn't a law based on that. It was a law based on privacy. Right. You know, so that question has never been adjudicated. And quite I mean, honestly, and I keep bringing this up. If, if we're going to have an honest talk about abortion in this country, and this is a whole nother episode. Ooh, and this uh, is the holiday season, too. Yeah. yeah. Then, then you've got to, then the medical community in the United States has to get off its ass and define the moment when they believe life begins. If you're, if you're going by a biological standard here, it's when cells divide. When you have two things out of one, 
that becomes standalone, then life has been created. Well, if you ask me, all of the Supreme Court justices who ruled in favor of Roe v. Wade uh, are in lockstep kinship with Margaret Sanger. That's just well, my opinion. They, they certainly enabled that kind of mindset without forcing the hard discussion about the issue. And I, you know, if, if things go before the Supreme Court and, and they want to make a ruling on it, I really wish, and, and I don't believe this is a modern day issue either, although it happens more and more today, they need to stop weaseling out of the hard decisions. This last decision with 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 the Texas lawsuit withstanding was the was Weasley. Yeah. Oh, we figured out a way not to have to answer it. I don't ever want to see that again. I want to see when 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 a question comes before the Supreme Court that is a constitutional question, they should man up and woman up and they should hear it, debate it, explain why they're making their decisions and do it. Enough with the secret society bullshit and enough with What's the cryptic key to get me to answer? This isn't an Indiana Jones in a Temple of Doom movie. This is this is the future of the United States we're talking about here. So whether it's abortion, whether it's gay rights, whether it's it's standing in order to be able to to effectively keep the union together in the face of states that are obliterating their own constitutions and their election law. The Supreme Court has been delinquent and AOL. It is time for them to take their rightful place as a co-equal branch of government and to take their job more seriously than just how do we get out of this one? Well, and, and that leads to, you know, and for another conversation too, but very in-depth conversation. But that's why it was so critical that Trump began packing the courts or replacing the courts, at least, with conservative justices because the, the left, they can't pass most of the laws that they can. I mean, look at Obamacare. Mm -hmm. I mean, Justice Roberts basically rewrote Obamacare to make it a law. It was nobody liked it. Well, even and, even and when any, even when you look how they moved it through through the legislative branch, how convoluted and disingenuous was, that was. Gutting a bill in the Senate and putting in a, uh, a, a revenue generating bill. Everybody had to had to make it look like everybody was supporting it when nobody did. It wasn't popular. Nobody, everybody, even even Emmanuel Zeke said. Look, it was by design to create confusion in all this, you know, so oh. that ultimately people would just give up and say, OK, we're in. We got it. You know, single yeah, just, yeah, and, just, and, just let the uh, government run it. And, and that's why the, the left, they can never pass so many of the laws that they were not the laws. So many or so much of the legislation that they bring forward, they know it can't pass. So they take it to the courts and let the courts decide. I think and that's you, why it is absolutely critical that we cannot lose these two seats in oh, Georgia. Yeah, because Georgia. because <laughs> if if that happens, then you have two branches of government. Yeah, and and well, that's it. it. 
if even when we get to a point where one party holds all three branches of government, it's not a good thing for the country. No, Be- because there is no there is no debate that's being forced. We're supposed to have debate in this country, and we're supposed to have compromise. When you've got one party rule, there is no compromise. You're ju- it's a it's a tyranny of the majority over the minority. The, and the founders it, put the three legged stool in place for a purpose, for a reason. So that nobody can control everybody else. Yeah, they and, also and want, they, they also wanted all three branches fighting amongst themselves to keep them the hell out of our business. Absolutely, they want them to fight against each other by design. And when yeah. you've got cahoots going on with the freaking left and the judiciary who are siding with them, so the left, the the legislative branch. They know they can't create law, so they have the, the lefty judges come in and side with them and say, yeah, okay, so there's this or that or the other. So it's not a law, but it's a Supreme Court decision, and therefore, to most people, it is law. And the press will say, oh, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, they won't and, say it's a law, but it's, uh, yeah, it's basically. And if you can't get a legislation passed or you can't get legislation adjudicated on in order to have the full force of a law. They just bring in political correctness and they they jam it directly down your throat until you have to choke on it. And your identity politics. Yep. Yeah. I think we've come full circle. So now I, I just want to reiterate again, ladies and gentlemen, um, during this holiday season, Take some time to unplug from the causticators and the dividers. And and honestly, ask yourself and soul search a little bit about what we all have in common as Americans. And when you realize that uh, this litany of things that we have in common, and you realize that when you divorce the dividers and the haters and, and the power junkies from the equation that we have a pretty damn good country with a lot of opportunity with with a diverse group of unique people that make us a unique people as one that maybe the the caustic interference of the dividers and the haters isn't worth entertaining anymore maybe you don't have to identify as a victim or a special interest group in order to be relevant Maybe your existence and your success and the opportunity that you you embrace and play forward for your kids and other people around you, your benevolence, maybe that's what defines you. Maybe that's the character Martin Luther King was talking about and not the victimhood that puts you in the pocket of a special, special interest divider, hater, troll who wants to use you to be able to acquire power, wealth, and influence. Just please think about that this Christmas while you're sitting with the most important people that you know, especially if you're violating Dr. Evil L. Fauci's orders. I hate exactly. that guy. I do I, hate I, that guy. I, I de- take a step back. Identify yourself, number one, as a child of God. And secondarily, identify yourself as an American. Mm-hmm. And I think life could get a hell of a lot more simple that way. 
Oh, absolutely. And 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 I'll, I'll give you one more example. When when Bin Laden and his little pack of evil decided to do what they did on on 9/11, did they count demographics? Did they did they see how many gay people were going to be in there? How many Republicans or Democrats? Or did they discern between the CEO and the janitor? Or did they just see Americans that they wanted to hit? You know, the people outside this country don't view us in this divided demographic gaggle of bullshit that the fifth column in this country needs us to identify and so they can hold power. If if we view ourselves as one people instead of a bunch of different tribal factions because the dividers need us divided up like that, we can start getting rid of the people who just want to cause problems and and just want to foment anger and hatred and division, and we can actually start moving forward from all of the problems they keep alive. It's it's it it sounds easy because it is easy. Dismiss them. Well, I couldn't agree more. And I'm, the last thing I'm going to say for this year's podcast is that. I am a child of God, and I am a bald, middle-aged, <laughs> pasty-ass, pink, white guy American, and I'm who's okay not, with that. Who's not a racist. Who is not a racist. He's not and a racist. I'm, and I am totally okay with that. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's okay to think that way. No one can tell you it's not okay to think that way. Um, I want to, from from both Andy and I and from everybody who helps us put this together and, and supports us and, and loves us and believes in what we do. Um, a Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Absolutely. Remember the reason for the season, be benevolent, try to carry a little bit of Christmas in your heart for the rest of the year too. And then getting into next year and, and we can rise above what happened this year. This, this year has to go down as, as an embarrassment as far as the, <laughs> the United States is concerned. I'm just embarrassed that this year happened. So let's, let's get a, get a different start next year and, and uh, we'll be off between the week of, uh, between the week of Christmas and New Year's, but we'll be back in 2021 and, and hopefully no, no asteroids hit the planet. Merry Christmas, brother, and to all of our listeners, Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you next year. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to Underground USA. Be sure to check us out online at www.undergroundusa.com and on social media. Please subscribe to our podcast at iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on podcast platforms like CastBox, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and anywhere podcasts are heard. Underground USA is produced and syndicated by Compass Point Productions. All content is used with permission and pursuant to the dictates of the fair use copyright law. Any and all guests have appeared at their own risk. Rendezvous with Destiny.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.